Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Christopher, and you're listening to God of Everything, GOE, with me, your host. Before we begin, let's pray. Thank you, God, for another day you have given us. Lord, please use me for your honor and glory, but somebody say what you want me to say. Please in and guide everyone listening, but help us not only to be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Thank you for all that we have. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So today I'm on the topic of temptation. Uh, five verses about the topic. I'm going to read each one. Now I'm going to explain my biggest takeaway from each verse. So let's begin. Please grab your Bibles and let's head over to James chapter 1 verse 13. James chapter 1 verse 13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. My biggest takeaway from this verse is that God does not tempt anybody. God also cannot be tempted. Temptation comes when we allow our enemy to give us evil thoughts or actions. So for example, let's say the enemy puts it in your head that you should steal something. It is you that allows yourself to think about it. And then try to plan how you're going to do it and then do it. Like, hmm, what can I do to not get caught? Or what can I do to, you know, be sneaky? Or, you know, whatever it is you may be thinking. That's where it starts. That's when temptation starts. We should not allow ourselves to think about anything the enemy brings to our, to us. Like an evil action or evil thoughts, anything. Because that's where temptation begins. So that's my biggest takeaway from that verse. Now let's head over to, please, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, No temptation is overtaking you except such is as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond where you are able. But the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. My biggest takeaway from this verse is that God will not let us be tempted more than we can handle. He will always provide a way out of temptation when we Always brought a way out of temptation. All we have to do is choose to take God's way out. So let's say you're being tempted with, um, you're being tempted to look at something you're not supposed to look at, right? It's in your brain, right? And you know you're being tempted. There's always a way out. God will always provide a way out so that you can bear the temptation. So let's say you're being tempted with that. God might be saying, instead of looking at something you're not supposed to, go to my word and read my words that you will not look at something you're not supposed to be. Because God's word is something you want to read and you should be reading instead of looking at something you're not supposed to be. And so you have to choose. Are you going to choose to be tempted, allow yourself to be tempted, and then do whatever it is you're being tempted with? Or are you going to take the way of escape out of temptation and go to God, God's word? You have to pick. If you pick God's way out because he made a way out for you to get out of temptation, then you're going to obey God and go to his word and not be tempted and sin. But if you choose not to, then you're going to be tempted and then sin. And then you're going to feel bad that you chose that. That you chose to sin instead of honor God. So there's always two ways to go. Either God or allow yourself to be tempted and sin. 
That's my big takeaway from this verse. Now let's head over to, please, to Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, verse 41, my bad, says, oh, give me one second, verse 41, here we go. It says, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. My biggest takeaway from this verse is that we need to be on our guard, pray, and spend time with God. Here are some examples by, for spending time with God. You can pray, open his word, and you can praise him, like singing, or um, you could even use your talents for him. Any way that, any way you're spending time with God, we should do that, right? We should read our Bible, pray, so that we do not fall into temptation. The Holy Spirit within us is willing, but our flesh is weak. So instead of falling into temptation, we need to be on our guard and do everything that honors and glorifies God, like praying, reading his word. Worshipping Him, um, giving, anything that honors and glorifies Him, that's what we should be doing. So that we do not fall into temptation. Now let's head over please to James, I'm sorry not James, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, well, oh, no, I just lost it. For, 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 Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who can sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. My biggest take up from this verse is that Jesus was tempted, which I believe this verse is talking about Jesus. Jesus was tempted when he was here on earth, yet he did not sin. He used the truth to beat the lies, God's word. Let's read the story to see what happened. Let's head over to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And after we read this, I'm going to explain exactly what he did and how he did it. Okay, so Matthew, we're reading Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 says, G then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up unto the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall charge his angels he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands you they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of, of the world and their glory, and said to him, All these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So two takeaways from this verse. One is, the devil knows God's word. The devil knows the Bible. Because as you can see, in verse 5, he uses 
he tries to say it is written that the the angels will be with you unless you get hurt or the what well, exactly what he said. The devil knows God's word. And he's gonna try to use that against us. He's gonna try to use part of God's word, but not full of God's word. Like he might say, um, it only says to worship one, and that's me. But it doesn't say to worship one. It says worship God. The only true one to God or something like that. You know what I mean? Or like he did in the beginning. He said, did God really say that? Did God say you cannot eat of the, of the tree in the middle? And he brought doubt to Eve. He knows God's word and he's going to try to twist it any way he can. He might use one part of God's word and then twist the other half just so that we sin and not do what's in God's word. And that's why it's important to spend time in it every day and learn this so that when he tries to do that, we know full, the full God's word and we can say, no, you're wrong. The full thing, it is written that we should do this and not what you're saying. My second take from this verse is that each time the devil tempted him, Jesus said one thing every single time. It is written. He used God's word to fight against Satan's lies, Satan's temptations. Jesus knows what we're going through when we are tempted because he himself was tempted, but he did not sin. Because he studied God's word, he read God's word, he knew God's word, and he used it when he was being tempted. And that's what we need to do. Every time we're tempted, we need to use God's word. I myself have to put this into practice because lately I've been tempted and I have not been using God's word as I should. And I repent and I'm going to do better. And I hope that you guys, if you are going through the same thing now, that you do better and that you use God's word. And if you are using God's word and are not sinning and being tempted, Great for you. Continue doing that. Please don't stop. Don't stop reading God's word. Spending time in it every day. So you will not be tempted. And when you are tempted, you will use God's word. And you will not sin when you are tempted. Alright, let's head over to the final verse. Which is James chapter 1 verses 14 to 15. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I should say allow yourself to be tempted. Because it's you that allows yourself to be tempted. So, don't allow yourself to be tempted. Because it all starts with you. Don't think about anything the enemy brings you. Just focus on God and his word. And you'll be good from there. As long as you focus on God and not on anything else. Anything that the enemy brings you. The thoughts, the actions, anything. You will live a godly life. The moment you start to think about what the enemy brings to you. The thought, the action. Then that's when temptation begins. So please do not think about anything the enemy brings to you. Only focus on God. Now let's head over to the final verse, which is James chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. James chapter 1, verses 14 to 15 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So my biggest takeaway from this verse is that temptation starts with you. Allowing the enemy to put evil thoughts in your mind or suggesting evil actions. It all starts with you. That's why it's important to not allow yourself to be tempted. Because the enemy can't do anything. The enemy only has the power you give him. So if you give him the power to um, bring... If you give the enemy the power... I'm sorry, I should rephrase that. If you give the enemy power... To bring the temptation into your mind and you do it, he'll do it every time. He can't do something that you don't allow him to do. And so, when he brings the temptation, 
You could either say, hey, devil, thanks. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Or you can say, enemy, you go back to where you belong. I will not do what doesn't honor and glorify God. And he will flee. There's a verse in the Bible that I want you guys to find. If you do, if you could please find it, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's the verse that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. When he brings a temptation, you say, you use God's word and say, enemy, you go back to how you belong. I will not do anything that doesn't honor and glorify God because I want to live a godly life. And he'll leave you alone. He doesn't have any power because you didn't give it to him by allowing yourself to be tempted and then sinning. You didn't because you used God's word just like Jesus did. So, I'm going to recap this whole episode. Temptation starts with you. The moment you allow, you allow yourself to think of anything the devil brings you, you... You were to, the moment you allow yourself to think about or do anything the devil brings you, you temptation, you're already tempted. The moment you do it and then you sin, it already begins from there. So don't allow yourself to be tempted by your enemy. Because temp temptation is the part where, okay, the enemy brings it to you, you think about it, and then you do it, which is the sin part. Temptation and then sin. They both go together because you are tempted to sin. So your temptation, you think about it, and then sin, you do it. So don't allow yourself to even get to the part where you think about it. Focus on God only and you will not be tempted because you're focusing on God. If you're focusing on God and His Word, you will not be tempted. And what, by, by that, I mean that you will not allow yourself to be tempted. You're still going to be tempted, but you're not going to... You go into the temptation is what I mean. I should rephrase that. Because you're going to get tempted, but you're not going to go into the temptation. So the thought might be there, but you're not going to do it. I, sh I should have rephrased that. I'm sorry. If you were confused about that, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. If you're in God's word, and when you're tempted, you will not go into the temptation. That's what I meant. So I hope you learned so much from this lesson. It was fun recording it. I hope you guys learned so much. I just said that. I don't know why I repeated that. I hope you guys learned so much. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you could please leave my show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can, I'd really appreciate it. Here's how to do it on Apple Podcasts. First, you're going to want to find my show. Second, you're going to want to scroll all the way down. Third, you'll need to click write a review right above the about button. From there, you can title, rate, and review. And please be honest when you do these things. Please don't say that you love the show when you hate it. And please don't say that you hate the show when you love it. Please be honest. Thank you so much if you do these things. I really appreciate it. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.